up, guys? Welcome to another episode of a podcast from Christ Church of Acadiana. We're talking through infant baptism. This is episode number two. Um, as we're starting to unpack this throughout all of the Bible, uh, not just uh, certain little pieces along the way, it's a theology that covers many, many, many passages. And so today we're going to pick up with uh, the next few bits. I am Pastor Stuart Amidon from Christ Church Opelousas. With me, as always, is Pastor Brandon Neely, a lead pastor of all of Christ Church. And with us today, um, actually, I guess I could say, as usual now, too, is Tim Frazier, the legend, the man, the myth himself. What's up, Tim? Hello. <laughs> good, good to be here again. Your response is short. I like it. Um, where are we at today, Pastor Brandon? We're going to do a short podcast. Ooh, short. Knock like, on wood. I like short. Wait, hold on. Okay, I got there it. There you go. We got it. Short. Okay, here we go. Because lunch is Looming. 45 lunch minutes is coming, ago. baby. <laughs> We're going to start fading here in a second. Hold on. We got to stay, stay exciting and fun. Here we That's go. That's right. Exactly. I'm ready. So here's our point for today. One quick point. All right, go. The children of believers are members of the new covenant. Boom. Okay. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's uh-huh. our assertion. And now let us <laughs> lay out the reasons. Children of believers are members of the new covenant. Yes, and of course, if you haven't listened to episode one, please stop right now You're and go be back lost. to episode one. Go back to episode one. Start from the beginning. You're going right. to be okay. So reason. Children of believers are included in the prophecies of the coming new covenant. Their inclusion is a feature of the New Covenant. Okay, okay. So let's look at a few passages. The New Covenant is mentioned in Jeremiah chapter 31 and 32. This is 32 verses 38 through 40. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. Then I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me forever for the good of them and their children after them. And their children after them. There it is. And this is specifically speaking to the new covenant, right? It's not necessarily yep, right. taking that old. It's just not talking about the old covenant in of itself. Yeah, Absolutely. Was, Notice, well, the main passage of the new covenant promises in the Old Testament is Jeremiah thirty-one and thirty-two. Right. This they is like the heart of the, my people, and yeah. I will be their God. You mm-hmm. can I can think of that as happening in many and many places. Now, this Jeremiah thirty-one passage is very important for the Baptist argument. The Baptist argument is that look, see, they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Therefore, everyone in the new covenant is elect. See, that's where they're getting that. Okay. However, there is a category throughout the entire New Testament and Old Testament Mm -hmm. of people in the covenant, under the covenant, and not elect, and falling away. Okay. Mm. I got it. There's just no way to get around that. Hebrews chapter 10, 28 is the most clear proof text. Someone in the new covenant, falling away. This is why Paul in Romans chapter 11... And throughout the entire book of Hebrews, warns New Testament Christians not to fall away like they did in the Old Testament, like the Israelites. Okay. Because the okay. Old Covenant, the Mosaic Covenant, and its blossoming in the New Covenant are both tended by the same vine dresser, and he cuts off branches that don't bear fruit. And those branches that are mm-hmm. in him, mm-hmm. not bearing fruit, are those who are in the covenant, but not elect. Right. It's a category throughout, all, throughout Scripture, it cannot be denied. Got but it. that's not saying. Uh, that's not from a salvific standpoint, right? Where you're saying they can lose their salvation. It's saying they they can be in the covenant without being among the elect. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, that's the other option now. Yeah. Um, Arminians don't have any problems with this debate. Mm-hmm. That means they believe you can lose your salvation. Yeah. That's right. Methodists don't have this debate. They believe in infant baptism, but they don't have this debate between covenantal Baptists and covenantal 
Presbyterians and Covenantal Anglicans, mm-hmm. uh, because they believe you can lose your salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're saying is that there is a category for someone in the covenant who apostatizes, mm-hmm. be- and that's because right. you can be in the covenant and not be elect. Right. And in fact, we're saying that you're born into the covenant when you're born in Christian families, because the promises of the new covenant are to households, and they are to people and their children after them. Right. So like an already but not yet situation. Right. No. Okay. No, I'm totally. joking. <laughs> Inside joke. Okay. Here's another one. Isaiah 58, verse 21. This is another new covenant promise. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your which I have put in of your descendants nor from the mouth of your descendants descendants says the Lord I'm not reading this right something's wrong I got this. you nor from the Start mouth Start at verse 21 if you wouldn't mind right. As for me says the Lord this is my covenant with them my spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth nor from the mouth of your descendants nor from the mouth of your descendants descendants Says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Until Jesus comes. No. From this time and forevermore. (laughs) All the promises of Abraham are for us, and these are the promises. The new covenant is for us, and the new covenant promises include descendants and descendants' descendants. Got it. Because God will be faithful to those who love him and are called according to his purpose to a thousand generations. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel 37, verses 24 through 26. Amen. David, my servant, shall be king over them. Amen. Now, we know that's Jesus, the Mm -hmm. son of David, according Mm -hmm. to the Davidic covenant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they shall all have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see, now here's where we say, you see, everyone in the new covenant is a Christian. They're all obeying and they're walking in statutes. Yeah, That seems like that. All right? Okay. But, but watch this. Then they shall dwell in the, in, in the land that I have given to Jacob, my servant, mm-hmm. where your fathers dwelt, and they shall dwell there, they, their children, and their children's children forever. And my servant, David, shall be their prince forever. Mm-hmm. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them, and it shall be an everlasting covenant with them. I will establish them and multiply them, and I will set my sanctuary in their midst forevermore. You see, the covenant promises, mm-hmm. new covenant mm-hmm. promises, mm-hmm. involve children. So how do we and explain... Children's yes. And children's children. And children's children. It does seem forever, like... Forever, it says. Forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> and it seems like he's saying everyone that receives this new covenant will be saved, right. but we see time and time again in the new covenant, there is a category for those who receive the promises and don't believe. Mm-hmm. They're apostates. Right. And so right. this is a general promise to the new covenant people, mm-hmm. just as he made the promises to Israel. But not everyone believes the promises, mm-hmm. you see? Yep. Psalm 103, 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. Amen. You say, but that's Old Testament. No, no, no. It's quoted in Luke chapter 1, verse 48. Mm. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. Who's that? That's Mary. Mm. Quoting Psalm 103, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the promise mm-hmm. to children's children. Right. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation to a thousand generations. Right. Because the right. covenant promises always include covenantal succession. Covenant kids. Amen. 
Acts 2.39. Now remember, this is Pentecost. All right. Everyone is trying to have explained to them what just happened. Okay. <laughs> People are saying they're drunk. Okay, remember, the Holy Spirit was poured out on they're them. They're all a little dumb. And this specific promise is the promise of the Holy Spirit, right? Well, it's the promise of the new covenant, okay, um, which is predominantly the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Peter stands up before this whole group. Now, what part of the Bible do these people have? The Old Testament. They only have the Old Testament. Right. That's their Bible, mm-hmm. okay? Do they have a covenantal worldview? They do. Do they believe there's promises for their children? They absolutely yes. do. Is everyone there having received the signs of the covenant already? Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. They're all, all the men are circumcised. Yep. Okay. Because this and is the pilgrimage that they made to Israel, to Jerusalem. This is Jerusalem. This right. is, he's talking to Jews here. Right. Okay. Right. He stands up and he says, Acts 2.39, for the promise, okay, that's the promise of the new covenant, mm-hmm. the promise of Abraham is to you and to your children. Mm-hmm. You say, but not all the children believe. Hey, hey. It's about a promise. Right. It's a promise to them. We're not talking about whether or not they believe. Right. We right. hope they believe. We pray they believe. We trust that God will lead them to faith. Amen. But the promise is to them. They have a certain status. Mm-hmm. They're heirs of the promises. Mm-hmm. They're grafted in. Even as Gentile children, they're grafted in to that olive tree the right. same way the Jews are grafted in. Uh, Paul teaches that in Romans 11. But the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Mm-hmm. You say, well, now that you see, it's only the ones that God calls. Well, sure, there's, there's different types of call. There's the general call, and then there's the salvific call. Right. And clearly, he is calling the children of these people as well to be a part of his new covenant. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me ask you this. Okay, go. If the new covenant were not to include the children of believers, okay. if they were not to have any kind of promises or any kind of special status whatsoever, mm-hmm. then would Peter have been understood? Could they have understood him? Likely not. What would they make of him saying things like, for the promises to you and to your children? Well, you know, children, just the next generation. Not necessarily literally our children. I, you know, you can see, I don't think they would even have a category for it. No, because they were all covenantal. They were all covenantal people in the Old Testament time that were hearing it in the same way. It makes I perfect mean, sense. Yeah. The covenant went to Adam's children, Abraham's children, mm-hmm. Noah's children, mm-hmm. Moses' children, children of Jews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always involved covenantal succession to a thousand generations. Right. That's just part of it. That's the nature of it. Right. So we know when he stands up and says this, we know what he means. Amen. They mm-hmm. know what he means. They open up their Bibles. They know what he means. Right. The new covenant is for them and their children. Mm-hmm. You see, there is a glaring absence of any verse in the entire New Testament that excludes children from the New Covenant. Mm. You know, like, where in the Bible, nowhere in the entire Bible is there a single verse that says, hey, Jews, children aren't members of the New Covenant. They Mm. don't have the promises. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go to them. Mm -hmm. It's an individual, unit-by-unit thing, Mm -hmm. period. It never says that. Right. Wouldn't it right. need to have said that? Right. Judging mm-hmm. off of everything we've known, it doesn't say it because the new covenant promises clearly included children. Right. Psalm 103. Right. Jeremiah 32. Isaiah 58. Right. Ezekiel 37. Always included children. Right. You see, the controversy was over whether children needed to be circumcised. Mm. 
They're at the Jerusalem Council. Now, remember, we did uh, some hermeneutics podcasts on the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15. Mm -hmm. And they're all debating. What are they debating? Right. Circumcision. Mm -hmm. And now circumcision is intrinsically about children. Right. Right? On the eighth day. Right. And the Judaizers are saying, hey, if they're going to be grafted into the promises, if we're going to be all one covenantal unit, one family... Right. They need to be circumcised. Right. Meaning they and their children. All the new people. Yeah. Yeah. And the debate is no, they don't need to be circumcised. At no point does it is the debate about whether or not babies should be baptized. Mm. It's the debate is over or not whether or not babies should be circumcised. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just assumed that the babies are in the covenant. The question is, what's the sign that we're to give to them? Right. Yeah. In fact, we learn and we will expound on this in another podcast that the Jews continue to circumcise their babies in the New Covenant era. Hmm. They established churches that are called synagogues by James and also called churches by James, Mm -hmm. and they're given rules about what to do when people come into their synagogues, and they continue to circumcise their babies in their local Christian churches. Hmm. And you remember, Paul got in trouble, in fact, because there was a rumor being spread about him um, James told him about it, that he was going against the law of Moses telling people not to circumcise their kids anymore, not mm. to circumcise their children. And Paul says, no way, that's not what I've been doing. He, then he takes a Nazarite vow, shaves his head, pays some money in order to try to convince everyone that he is not doing this in fact. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the temple and he is arrested because he is being rumored, he's being slandered, and they're telling everyone that he is telling everyone to stop circumcising their children. Mm. This is an obscure story. A lot of people don't understand what it means. Right. But it's clear from that story that they were circumcising their children, and Paul is okay with them circumcising children, in fact, is encouraging it. James is doing it. And so we know they have churches that James is a part of, So we know there were New Testament churches, synagogues, filled with Jewish people with a bunch of little babies being born in it, Mm -hmm. because what's the time period between Jesus and the coming of uh, AD 70? It's like 40 years. So there's multiple generations, probably even grandchildren, being born into these synagogues, being circumcised, included members of the church. Mm -hmm. The debate was over when the Gentiles want to join the church. Mm -hmm. Right. You see what I mean? And and, What do we do with them? And Paul is saying, no, that was a Jewish sign. That separated Jew from Gentile. They don't need to be circumcised. The sign for Gentiles receiving the covenant promises and being grafted in is baptism. Mm-hmm. And it includes men and women. Mm-hmm. It includes slave and free. It mm-hmm. includes everyone. Right. You see what I mean? That and was and one. Jews too. So if a Jew believed in Jesus, they too had to be baptized. So everyone in the church mm-hmm. had the same side, one sign, one faith, one Lord, one baptism. We're all members of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yep. So were the Gentile babies not members of the church? But the Jewish babies were because they had been circumcised during this weird transitional time? Right. No, of, of course not. Right. It's just assumed the babies were being baptized in the, in the churches, yeah. for sure. We don't have an, an, a verse where it says this baby was baptized, but they were circumcising babies right. in the New Covenant. Right. That's clear. Right. They're in church. They're given the sign of the covenant. We can extrapolate from that. Peter says the signs to your children. The covenant promises are all to children. Mm-hmm. You see, we can do a little sanctified deduction here right? And, and see they were, and that's why it's never debated in the Bible. It's never brought up because it wasn't a controversy. Right. And, if right. you would have said your children aren't included, now that would have been a controversy. Right, right. People would have been downright furious. Right. And, and isn't there a verse that specifically says that, um, uh, and I don't remember where, I think it's in Acts, but it's in reference to baptism, and it and it says... 
the man and his household. And his whole household. And his whole household were baptized that day. The New Testament examples of baptism, predominantly in the book of Acts, are called household baptisms. Mm -hmm. Everyone that is baptized is a head of household, um, and their whole household is baptized. Mm -hmm. Which includes Um, their children. It includes whoever's in the household, that's slaves, a t- servants. That's a toughie. Right. That's a toughie. <laughs> uh, that's true of Gaius, Stephanus, um, Cornelius, Lydia. Uh, and there's a few others. Now, the only one that yeah. didn't have his household baptized, well, there's a few. There was the Ethiopian eunuch. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say, yeah, I remember him not having that same scenario, but that's because he was alone in the middle of nowhere, and, and then the apostle left. <laughs> and plus, there's that thing that he's a eunuch. <laughs> What does that mean exactly, though, Brandon? Google it. He didn't have a household. Now, another one we don't have an example of his household being baptized was Simon the Sorcerer. We don't know if he had a family or not. Mm. He was apostate. Mm -hmm. And then there was um, Paul, Mm. who we know didn't have a family either. Right. All the other ones were household baptisms because the promises of the new covenant, as we're going to see in a later episode, are to households. They're to families. They're to nations. Each individual has to receive it by faith. Mm Mm-hmm. But the promises are to our children. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you again so much for joining us for another episode of Infant Baptism. <laughs> yeah. I guess we don't have to name it. No, we don't have to. Thanks for joining us for another podcast from Christ Church of Acadia. And if you want to find all of our resources, you can go to wearechristchurch.com or you can search for them anywhere that you find podcasts. You can also go to sermonaudio.com and search for the keyword, We Are Christ Church. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.